now loading the Mindset Digital Podcast. Three, two, one. Hi there. Want to get a text message whenever we publish a new episode of the Mindset Digital Podcast? It's a super easy one-click shortcut to the show. To sign up, just text MSDPOD, that's M-S-D-P-O-D, all one word, to 555-888 and we'll get you started. Good times. Welcome to the Mindset Digital Podcast with insight and analysis from the intersection of social media, learning, and technology. Here's our creative director, Pete Brown. All right. Hello again, everybody. And joining me once more in the studio is Matthew Wiener. Yeah, you can just call me Wiener. Man, I appreciate that, Wiener. Sure, sure, Pete. One of these podcasts, I should explain that uh, our bosses told me to stop calling you Wiener, but I've called you Wiener ever since we've been working together almost 10 years now. <laughs> so how are you doing? Good, good. good? Very yeah. good. So we're starting with an update from our last episode where we talked about Assembly Bill 5 in California, which was the bill to give uh, sort of rights to these independent contractors. Right. So that they would actually be considered employees and not independent contractors okay, and for so, a lot of gig economy companies. So what is our update? Well, we've got, got two updates, actually. Okay. So the, the first, the big one, was that the bill did pass Tuesday night, yeah. uh, as expected, and there were no exemptions for Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. Which we thought might happen, right? Yeah. People thought, okay, Uber they will we'll exempt them, but they did not get exempted. Right, that was a possibility. And now, again, you know, there's going to be some more back and forth. So something could still go through, but it looks like, as of right now, the governor will sign the bill, and it'll go into effect uh, January 1st, 2020. Wow. Yeah. And uh, And so I read somewhere that, like, Uber and Lyft, they're, like, filling the war coffers. To- right. <laughs> To take this, like yeah. $90 million they're going to spend on this. Yeah. So that's, pro- I mean, if all goes through as expected in 2020, yeah, that'll be the next big fight. We'll be trying to get a, a ballot measure to get this overturned by voters. Hmm. But the, the other big update that <laughs> already happened is, so this bill went into effect on Tuesday, and I think it was just yesterday that Uber's chief legal counsel was giving interviews with the press and said they already don't think that they need to comply with the law which probably comes as no surprise to anyone yeah. following Uber's legal strategy over the years. They're, but it is a good sneak peek at their argument. They're claiming that their core business is serving as a technology platform mm-hmm. for digital marketplaces. Uh-huh. Just because their main marketplace happens to be this rideshare, right right. they're saying they're more about the platform. But we could do, yeah, you could use it for anything. Yeah. Now, they're... You know, they're saying, in effect, Uber's business really is being the Uber of Uber. everything, <laughs> which, yeah, which seems like a stretch for the company that that saying is named after. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I were Uber, this is no small thing, right? <laughs> because I'm hemorrhaging, I'm losing money now yeah. by treating my drivers as contractors, right? right? So <laughs> I have the best possible setup <laughs> to treat them like, like, you know, really crummy and I'm still hemorrhaging money. Right. And they did say, you know, they're estimating this could raise costs maybe 20 to 30% at the company. Oh, my gosh. You know, they did just lay off, what was it, about 400 people, yeah. I think, just earlier this year. A lot yeah. of that might have been more on the tech and marketing side. 
I wonder if they will spin out some other type of service that uses their platform <laughs> to sort of bolster the argument that, well, we really just built platforms. It just happens to be used for rides. I wonder, although there are so many you know, other gig economies, I mean, yep. it doesn't seem like that platform itself is really yeah. you know, anything proprietary. Yeah. Well, uh, and any idea on if this will impact Uber's IPO? <laughs> I, I I don't know what this will do for yeah. yeah for stock prices because we know there's two big IPOs right we work, we work in, in Uber yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if they even try to delay <laughs> it all right so that's a good update there uh, but we're not here just for updates we're here to hear something new and compelling from the world of digital. What do you got? Oh, wait a second. I know what's coming. This is super exciting, right? <laughs> because it's, uh, it's been about two years ago yeah. when you left the Apple ecosystem <laughs> and you got rid of your iPhone and you got a Google Pixel. Yeah, I gave right? the Pixel 2 a try. And you, you're still using it, but yep. but uh, when I said, well, Apple's got some announcements coming <laughs> out, let's see if this these are the things that might woo you back. So what were the big announcements? Yeah, so the, so the big announcements were around the, the iPhone 11. Mm-hmm. And so they, they announced uh, two, I mean, three models total, but two main ones. You've got the iPhone 11 and then the iPhone Pro. Pro. This is the first time the iPhone gets the Pro designation. Gotta have the Pro. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the 11 is basically going to be replacing what was the XR. They're sort yeah. of lower entry level. Yeah. That'll, looks like that's just going to become the default, which makes sense because the XR was, I think, one of what their best selling phones. Mm -hmm. Again, thanks to that. That price point. Yeah. And a lot of the features are the same, right? These boat phones are both going to have the same chip. Uh, the uh, 11 will now have two lenses. Yeah. So that'll be a first for Apple on their lower end phone. And, and then the Pro will have three lenses. Three lenses, yeah. So you're going to get your standard lens, an ultra wide, and a telephoto. And the regular 11 will not have the telephoto. Hmm. But they will both have night sight, which is already on the Pixel, I should yeah. point out. Yeah. They, okay. They will, uh, you know, you be able to do portrait mode in both fine. Yeah. And there's some additional. So, so I, I, I looked this stuff over and really the addition of lenses was the only thing that seemed radically new to me. Yeah. There will be some new AI features thanks to that, you know, that third lens. Yeah. You know, they had a, they had a nice uh, presentation showing uh, some of the professional software mm -hmm. on there. They had uh, Sean Baker come out, who famously shot Tangerine like, yeah, completely on iPhones. Right. That's right. And he managed to do it without an iPhone Pro, so yeah. it makes me wonder, why, why do I need to get the Gotta Pro? Gotta have the Pro. <laughs> well, it's interesting that they have a telephoto lens, which typically is a long lens, right, mm -hmm. in the world of real cameras, So, but it's still a tiny little lens, so I wonder how much is the lens doing the work and how much is digital enhancement. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, anything else that they announced that was... Um, well, so a big thing just for the phones, uh, it is a big battery jump if you're going with the Pro model yeah. versus the previous, was the Pro, but you want the X. Right. The, and so you're going to get uh, four additional hours on the, the regular Pro, uh, five hours on the Max, Yeah. the big version. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is not going to be cheap though, up to almost $1,500 to oh get like, the most memory on, on, the, on the Max Pro. Yeah. But I gotta have the pro, Wiener. <laughs> I'm a total pro. I work Are... in the industry. I need the pro. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder though. I mean, this is kind of the big thing with the XR, right? With the phones being pretty similar, and now yeah. at this point with the 11, even more so. I, I don't know what the argument is for me to go with the pro. Yeah, I have an iPhone 8, and I'm gonna be paying for it for another two years, <laughs> right? So I know my kids are gonna start right away. Can we please upgrade this? <laughs> uh, so the big question is. 
Did anything that you see tempt you out of the Google ecosystem? I, I think yes. No, nothing specifically that I saw. You've but been I, leaning that but way. In general, I, I think uh, I am going to switch back. Okay. Kind of time to get back in the blue in those message boxes. So it'll be interesting when um, you do that because I want to put out a podcast called <laughs> The Year of Living Androidly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's the one thing holding me back. Here's what's interesting that was not included is there, it's still lightning, no USB-C. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I switched over, yeah. all my accessories are now lightning. Yeah. Come on, come on, <laughs> Apple. Just... <laughs> My my the MacBook Pro that I'm using yeah. also uh, USB C. Yeah. So it's you know they they gotta get on board here. They're I they're know. thinking next year's models will be the one that switch. So for me especially, I'm almost thinking, do I just get last year's XR yeah. and then just trade it in? Let me ask you this question. You're uh, married. I am. <laughs> but it's just you and your wife, no mm -hmm. kids or anything. Yeah. In my house, my charging cables go missing. <laughs> 14 times a week at least there's even ones all hooked up next to my just for my phone and like the kids need it they grab it it's gone i must buy 127 <laughs> lightning cables a year i think no we're, we're doing okay although uh regina's phone ha has started having a, a charging issue mm. and i do think it's the phone yeah. not not the bricks we've been looking other people have been having this problem with the yeah. pixel yeah so she's going through cables like crazy my my phone's been fine and uh, so what's one thing that you really like about the Pixel that you will miss if you switch back? Does does it do that thing where you just squeeze in and it takes a picture? Um, it's, uh, I mean, I do have the squeeze for the assistant. Uh -huh. I, I never use it on purpose. It's usually about, something that frustrates me. What about, do you say, Google take a selfie? I, don't, I do not. It, it does that though, That's, right? You know, I've never tried it. Oh, man, you got to try that. Maybe I, you... I will. I mean, I'll miss the camera. I yeah. mean, at, at the time that I got it, the camera on the Pixel 2 was better than the comparable, which yeah. would have been the 8 at that point. Yep. So I, I do want to see, once the 11s come out, has Apple finally caught up? Camera-wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of years that they really have not been on top, which is yeah. a big thing considering yeah. that they were really out there for a long time. Yeah. I, I tried to do what you did in 2016. <laughs> I briefly bought an LG uh, because of the camera features and it yeah. had a lot of the stuff that you have on a DSLR, right? And my friends are like, you can do it all. You can get apps that do all that stuff if you <laughs> want to set the f-stops and do all that. Uh, but the reason I got rid of it was all of my friends have iPhones, so all of our chats are there. Yeah. And then I can also chat on my computer with them. Well, yeah. suddenly I missed half of that chat, <laughs> and then they showed up at my house one night at 8 o'clock. I'm like, what are we? What are you guys doing here? And they're like, well, the chat said 8 o'clock. <laughs> so, and I even paid a $50 restocking fee, oh. which is the biggest ripoff in the world. Oh. <laughs> what are they going to do with that restocking <laughs> fee? So, well, at least you kept Best Buy afloat. Okay. Did anything else Apple announced? Uh, the new watch, right? There were a few. Yeah, the Series 5 watch, which... <laughs> another. So, the, the big feature now is the always-on display. So, it's all of the usefulness of a traditional watch, and it only took five generations of technology to get there. Nice. I got gotcha. it. <laughs> otherwise, pretty similar to the Series So, it will always be on. You look down, and it will tell you the time. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it's easy to make fun of, but I, I honestly think that maybe this could spur some people who are holding off on... Yeah. You know, buying one because, you know, I might not want to use it as an everyday timepiece. Yeah. And now it's a little easier. And there are a couple announcements around Apple TV, right? And they're yeah. starting to make a content play around that. But yeah, we've known about that for a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, for sure, let me know when you make that switch back, if you make it back. So. Yeah, it could be Should, uh, uh, now, October or November. Right now, and it's 
I don't know if you know this, but Sergey Brin is a huge fan of the podcast. So I'm sure he's listening and I'm sure he's going to put Google's entire marketing team on getting Wiener to stick with the Pixel. There there have been some good Pixel 4 leaks, but yeah. I, I just, I, I think I, it's more the broader ecosystem. I'm really locked into Apple. Yeah. Well, I'm excited with what I have to share with you today. All right. What are you, what are you ready? Yeah. This year, for the first time ever, no, the first time since 1984, <laughs> I'm sorry, vinyl records are expected to sell more than CDs. Wow. Now, let me clarify this by saying <laughs> streaming is still the predominant <laughs> way people get their music. Sure. Uh, you know, streaming is... Okay, so streaming accounts for 80% of industry Ooh. revenues. Wow. And it's grown 26% in the past year. $4.3 billion. So <laughs> the numbers around vinyl records, 224.1 million, and CDs, uh, 247.9 million. So they're very close right now. Mm -hmm. um, but CD sales are declining three times as fast as vinyl sales are growing. Now, I uh, am part of this. I'm probably, <laughs> you know, I... I uh, I'm a middle-aged white guy from the suburbs, so pretty much vinyl <laughs> vinyl records and craft beer is all I discuss with my friends. Right. Um, but I wondered what you thought of it as a Generation Y slash millennial. Yeah, so it's the same for me. All of the music that I physically buy at this point is now vinyl yeah. because it, it all comes with a download code. Yep. And for us, you know, we, part of it's just collecting the vinyl. If yep. it's an artist I like and want to support, they'll have you know, the, the collectible bundles, and, yeah. you know, get your, your fun colored limited edition vinyl. Yeah. Like we all switched in the eighties to CDs cause they sounded better. Yeah. Right. But now what we're looking for is if I'm going to need a tactile experience with my music, right. Mm -hmm. In other words, I want to have something I can look at and read and flip over. And, yeah. You know, I still love when I'd buy a vinyl record and you pull the record out and all the lyrics were there. Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was the coolest thing ever. But uh, Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, what, what role really does the CD have? Nobody's walking around with the CD player. If, you're, know, if you want right? portability, uh, MP3s are fine. That's right. So, and you know, when I got back into vinyl, now as you know, back like three years ago, I started a documentary <laughs> about a vinyl lathe operator Oh. Still in the can, hasn't come out yet, but you did a great job transcribing <laughs> the interviews for Thank me. Um, it was all about, I mean, it's all about buying back my childhood, right? <laughs> I mean, I think everything about Generation X right now is about trying to buy back <laughs> our childhoods. But it was also the hunt, right? Like if mm. I went to a store and I found an original Dark Side of the Moon or something, <laughs> right? Which I can buy now. It's been reissued on 180 mm. grams. It was all about that. But now I think it's more. I think it's like mm. you get addicted to to it and then you're like, I got to have the staples I had when I was a kid. <laughs> and the easiest way to get those is just buy the reissues. <laughs> so I think, I, yeah, see, being younger, I guess part of it for, you know, I think a lot of my friends, obviously there's that signifier. This is, you know, something you care about enough to display. Yeah. You know, we have... So little else as our world crumbles around yeah. us. Yeah. At least I can build up a little record collection. Yep. And when I sit down to listen to an album, it, I'm sitting down to engage with that whole album. It's not just mm -hmm. something I want on in the background or something like that. Yeah. So. I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention tapes. I, so maybe that's our... Well, it's, it's coming up because it's weird because I left for the Peace Corps in 1995 <laughs> and tapes were the thing, right? Back then it was tapes and CDs. And when I got back in 1997, no more tapes. <laughs> Right. It was all CDs. So I'm here to convince you that 
I am actually the person who started the vinyl revolution. <laughs> well, but, and part of it is yeah. vinyl sounds a little warmer, people say, but that's really the limitation of the vinyl, I think. Yeah. So t tapes are making, I, the, I don't want to say, <laughs> I refuse to call it a comeback. I right. think it's just a bunch of hip indie labels that are putting yeah. out tapes. Yeah. Enough people are buying them that you'll see an occasional article about them or right. you know it's, what it's, I mean? It's an online option. You're putting out a single. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, after my mom died, I got her minivan and it only had a tape player in it. <laughs> so <laughs> I dug up a couple of old tapes and listened to them. <laughs> um, okay. So... This is this is how I'm going to convince you that I was ahead of ahead of my time. Uh, so 1998, I mm. got out of the Peace Corps and I moved to Texas. And in October of that year, uh, my, I lost my house in a flood. Mm -hmm. Right, this tropical storm Charlie came through. Now we had at that time we had a, like a CD boombox with maybe 50 CDs, <laughs> and so uh, we then ended up renting half of a house on 10 acre ranch in the hill country of texas oh. and we bought a 1960s party time record player <laughs> like in a cardboard carrying case yeah. and uh and then we would use that to listen to music out there and people come out and go that's really cool <laughs> so i think that's when the vinyl resurgence <laughs> began right no you can't claim anybody else was buying vinyl in 1997 <laughs> but me <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you this, if you ever do it. Uh, the house had a tin roof, <laughs> right? And sometimes you're out there at night, it's dark and quiet, and then it'll start to rain on that tin roof. And then mm -hmm. if you're playing like 50s classic rock, like Petula Clark or somebody... <laughs> It starts to creep you out pretty quickly. It's a hundred percent like a horror movie, you know? So, uh, so there's some limitations there. Sure. I also, though, I also, I also just want to say this. I think this whole streaming thing, it like so many times Microsoft mm. is too far ahead of the game. <laughs> you know, they, they came out the tablet PC in 2001, right? Mm. And it was it wasn't until 10 years later that people got iPads. <laughs> there, they had the Zune, and granted, the Zune was not first to market, right? They're trying to catch up to the iPod. But when the Zune came out, like 2008, 2009, you could pay 10 bucks a month for all mm. the music you could download and listen to on it huh. and it was really the first subscription service for music and uh, I, I forgot that they had that service yeah and i i was working for them at the time so my yeah. family was all in my kids had yeah. these little zunes and i actually had to like search the internet to find uh, an alarm clock that you could put your zune in <laughs> and stuff like i think it became xbox music and it's hmm. still out there as a thing um but I don't, I don't know anybody who uses it anymore. But I still have a box full of Zunes if you need one. <laughs> I would love one. So, all righty. So, uh, so that's what I had to say, that vinyl records are going to pass CDs, and I think that's a good oh, thing. Yeah. And I'm continuing to look for different ways to, to re repurchase my childhood. For you, it's not about that, though. For you, it's about you want to have a some sort of display-type experience with the music, right? Yeah, and to support artists that I like, especially yeah. Yeah, smaller independent ones. I do like it now when I go to see a band. We always used to go to CD release parties, <laughs> right? But now they'll have their albums on vinyl, and I always mm -hmm. like buying those. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that brings us to, and I'm excited now, we're not doing a life hack this week, right? Yeah. We're doing something funny on the internet that will make me laugh. Something on the Oh, did we, did we confirm no life hack? Oh, why? Do you have a life hack? Well, I actually don't really have... You don't have I, either? I, 
I I have a life hack that I didn't use last time because I thought it was too bad. Okay. Uh, okay, we can do Which that. Which is a good way to I preface mean, it before we use it this time. Let me say I'm, I'm terribly disappointed, but okay. <laughs> That's all right. I know you're I, busy today. I, so the... I'm realizing that I, I don't think I can share any of the things on the internet that make uh, me laugh. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll I gotcha. show you one. <laughs> I, I could show you one, and we could just record your reaction without <laughs> okay. describing it. Okay, we'll try that. This, this is if, if that doesn't work, we'll go back to the life hack. We'll record it as a backup. <laughs> All right. So but the... I do remember the last time we did this, which was last year, you had those old e-bombs world... <laughs> My spoon is too big. Uh, Don Hertzfeld. Yeah. Which I should put it, his uh, one of his books is coming back into print. So, okay. buddy, buy that in an independent bookstore near you if you put in an order okay. before uh, I think before October. He'll also send you a little post-it note drawing. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to look on Wiener's phone on this <laughs> Pixel. It's something that he thinks is funny, but he also thinks would be damaging to his career, my career, and the agency. <laughs> that, that's correct. Okay. Here it comes. Oh my god. All right. All righty. That is funny and that's a hundred percent good read on us not talking about what that was. I cannot see that now, Wiener. That's gonna be in my it's, head all day. It, it's it's been all day for me. Oh man. Okay, life hacks. <laughs> what have we got? <laughs> We've got a got a music theme the life hack here. Uh it's Again, is it about the zoom? <laughs> no, it's not. This is the one that did not make the cut last time. Okay. But uh, if you need some uh, DIY amplifier speakers at a party, yes. put your phone in a glass or a bowl. Yeah, have you tried that? I, I have not. Do you think it'll work? Apparently it does. So this was uh, Colleen uh, said that she has used this before and yeah. it does work. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in my car, sometimes I can't get the Bluetooth to connect. Mm. So I just play uh, usually a podcast, but I stick it in the cup holder <laughs> and it kind of shoots a little bit extra volume there. Oh. So, well, uh, all right. So this is a life hack that we've actually tried. But I, I'm hard pressed to think that's going to serve the needs of a party. <laughs> Here's a uh, here's a mug. That one might have been DJ Wiener <laughs> pre Bluetooth speaker days. My daughter's in a school play and she's in high school and the the cast party's at my house <laughs> next Saturday. So if they want to listen to music, I'll say, I'll, I'll say here's a here's a bowl <laughs> and you just stick your phone in the bowl and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so, all right, I think a uh, good good uh, choice not to use that as your lead life hack last time, <laughs> and a uh, good choice not to. <laughs> Not to describe what that terrible, horrible thing was that I saw. And uh, next week, I'll try and find something that will make you laugh and is also, as they say, safe for work. All right. All righty? Sounds good. All right. Thanks for coming in, Lee. Thanks, Pete. The Mindset Digital Podcast is brought to you by Mindset Digital. We bring workforces up to speed in our fast-forward digital world. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend or even better, leave us a review on iTunes. Have questions, comments, or ideas about the podcast you want to share with our team? Send them to podcast at mindsetdigital.com. This episode was produced by Pete Brown and featured Matt Wiener and me, Briavel Schultz. Some music in today's show is courtesy of the website audionautics.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. <laughs> <laughs>